Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And on this week's podcast, we um, introduced Natalie. She's one of our new physical therapists. She is an orthopedic specialist, but also specializes in the pelvic floor, which is a much, much needed area. I mean, we literally had one of our past patients um, reach out to us, asking us questions because she has um, some prolapse going on. Um, which is when the uterus starts falling, feels like it's falling out. And her doctor never, you know, really suggested they went straight to surgery and maybe pelvic floor might be able to help, but actually has her surgery scheduled in like a couple of weeks. And we're like, oh my gosh, no, let's like take a look at everything and let's like explain all this stuff. And so she was very, very grateful um, for the education information that Natalie was able to give her. Um, and that's really, that's what we're here for is to be that resource for you, be that um, another voice in the conversation to give you more information to help you make a better decision. And so um, we are so excited to have Natalie here with us. You're going to hear a little bit about her story, and she's also going to get into um, some things like leaking and prolapse and, and things like that, like things that you just normally wouldn't even think that would, would you know, what doctors say is, that's just what happens as we get older. You hear stuff like this all the time, or that's just what happens after you have a baby. Um, it's just not true. And so we're really excited to have Natalie come in and um, provide a different kind of education for us. So check, check it out and uh, make sure you stay to the end to um, get our free resources that we have for you. This is the Empower Your Life podcast where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We wanna give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. So we are so excited to introduce you guys to Natalie and you can kind of hear her story you know, which you'll hear this in a second, one of her passions is pelvic floor. So we're excited to have that back in the practice. Um, but yeah, Natalie, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, all that good stuff. And I swear to God, I think we only hire people that played soccer. <laughs> I think that's Very one of the true. things, like if you played soccer, check, okay, you can come work for us. <laughs> right, no, seriously. Um, yeah, so my name is Natalie Bassett. Um, I just graduated from Texas Women's University here in Dallas um, with my doctorate in physical therapy. Um, but yes, I'm originally from San Antonio. And like Stephanie said, I also grew up playing soccer. Um, so I played center mid. It was a huge passion of mine growing up. Um, and I was very fortunate because my dad coached me um, throughout my life. And so that, that made us really close and everything. Um, but yeah. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about like, um, why you decided to become a physical therapist. Yeah. Great question. So I, um, I feel like a lot of physical therapists were first exposed to physical therapy because of some kind of injury, you know, <laughs> playing soccer growing up. I had a lot of injuries. Um, and ironically enough, the, the, the first time I actually went to physical therapy, it was for a broken ankle and it wasn't through soccer, believe it or not. Um, I, yeah, I broke it playing tetherball because I'm a 
I don't know. I managed to hurt myself in a non-contact sport, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was in seventh grade um, when I went to my first physical therapist. And something I really admired about him is the fact that he treated me like an adult, even though I was only in seventh grade. You know, before that, whenever I would go to doctor's offices, they would always talk to my mom or my dad asking them questions, even though it was about me, um, which I found really odd. Um, but this physical therapist, he, he talked to me of asking me, okay, how did this happen? You know, how is this affecting your daily life? What are you trying to get back to? What are your goals? And of course, whenever I was injured, um, all I wanted to do was get back to playing soccer. You know, I was so sad when I found out I was going to be out for six weeks. Um, But yeah, so I loved how he addressed me as an adult, but then also he took the time to explain the anatomy behind what was going on. Like he had an angle model that he would bring out um, and tell me, okay, these are the different ligaments that are torn and this is kind of what's going on under the surface. And then he would even go further and explain these are the reasons why you're doing the exercises that I'm giving you. It's going to help you get from point A to point B so that you can get back on the soccer field um, and doing what you love most. Um, And so that therapy, well, now I know it's a therapeutic alliance, right? He was very intentional with that um, and really just met me where I was and took the time to explain these things to me. Um, And so I really appreciated that. And so I also loved um, the whole side of exercise, right? I mean, exercise and health and wellness has always just been a big part of my life growing up um, playing sports. And so being able to use exercise to help people get back to whatever it is they want to get back to, whether that's playing a sport or even just being able to get on the ground to play with their grandchildren, you know, Um, I love that side of physical therapy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know when I grew up, there wasn't really a lot of physical therapy around, even though I got a lot. I would, I mean, the orthopedic surgeon knew me by name, (laughs) but I, I, I think it was more like athletic training was what I would see out in the fields ever so often. I'd always be curious, like, what's this, how can I help with this? And, um, Mm -hmm. and we didn't, we had times where we went to go see them, but they basically just kind of did an evaluation and then gave you some exercises and right. moved on. But later, like when I got into college and I was playing soccer there and just learning more, um, I just was always curious about the body. And, um, and I was also the type of person that I didn't want to be the doctor. Cause I didn't want them to come in and for five, 10 minutes and then leave. Like I wanted to see the whole entire journey. Like for right. me, that was so important. And to really just, be with them and encourage Mm -hmm. them and give them hope. And I'm like, that's like the best. Um, and that's what I really loved about physical therapy. I was like, I Mm -hmm. I just got to figure out how to do it. I just got to get in and do it. Right. Oh yeah. I can't agree more too, because again, it's all about that relationship and that connection with that patient of like, okay, what are your goals and what's going to motivate you to get back to yep. what you're wanting to do, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I love physical therapy because we see them the most out of all healthcare professionals. Yes. So we honestly get the best, the best side of things, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
Just because, yeah, you get to see them throughout a lot of life stages, especially depending on how long you're treating them for, just depending on the severity of the condition. Um, And yeah, I just have some good memories too of just seeing them when they started and then seeing how they progress so much and they, you know, get teary eyed on discharge. Like, wow, I can't believe this is my reality. I didn't think I would ever be able to do this again. Um, so it's, yeah, very touching for sure. And you, you end up becoming a part of their family. Like we have people that have been with us for 15 years, like have literally followed us. Um, I mean, funny story, like Corey's literally walking on the trail last week with her dog. Cause she had, um, her dog with her last week. Uh And, um, and some guy goes empower physical therapy. I know them like, tell it, tell hi to Lisa and Stephanie. And and she was like, I had this guy, I think his name, (laughs) I'm not going to say the name. And I go, Oh my God, he's like hilarious. Uh, He's, he's been a patient of ours probably for 15 years. (laughs) Right. And And so we have, we have a lot of clients that have just followed us from like office to office and, um, and you just know so much about their family and them. And that that's mm-hmm. also the the fun piece about it. Um, oh, absolutely. Physical therapy. I'm curious. Does she, was she wearing an, an uh-huh, empower yeah, shirt? shirt? Okay. Yeah. Cause she was walking in the morning before coming in. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we're, we're, we're well known. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, I just recognize her face. Like that's yeah. empower. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah I know the shirt <laughs> and she's like I've never seen it. oh and then sure yeah. enough here he comes he stops by like like two days later <laughs> that's, funny. that's awesome so I know um what are some of your favorite things about being a physical therapist I mean we've probably touched base on a lot of them right yes um definitely touched on a lot um but yeah I mean just to elaborate more of just the fact that my, you know, my whole goal, um, and in choosing the profession of physical therapy is, you know, I, I was very lucky to have a mentor in high school who said, you know, if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I didn't choose a job for money. I chose a job based out of fulfillment and what it's going to, what it's going to bring me, but also what I'm going to be able to bring to other people too. Um, Because the thing is, is, you know, a lot of the times people come into physical therapy and they have some physical problem, right. You know, and, and that is of course, like the main reason why they're there, but kind of like, we touched on already as we spend more time with them and like get to know them, we really get to see some of the underlying problems too, as well, just like mental health and, you know, like anxiety and depression and, and worries that people have just because of this physical problem too. And so I also want to approach every patient holistically in the sense of like, yes, of course, I'm here to help you with your physical problem. Absolutely. But also too, like, I want you to feel comfortable talking to me about the things that you're struggling with just outside of the physical problem as well, because I see you holistically. I don't just zoom in on, right. I don't just zoom in on your knee or on your back. You know, you're a whole person in front of me. And so I want you to essentially achieve like your optimal health 
and wellness, both physically, yes, but also mentally, spiritually, emotionally, socially, even, you know, I mean, it's the whole person. Um, And so that is definitely something that I love too, is just not only helping people with the physical, but literally everything else. Yeah. Um, But again, it's all connected because there can be people that are emotional that are tied into some of the pain and you've got to address those things. There's also things from autoimmune type stuff that also can drive pain or, or even other things that, you know, they start opening up about, but it's just then being being a resource to them to get them to the right people. Um, exactly. Or, you know, you have enough knowledge that's going to get them over that hump, which sometimes, right. sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but just right. that resource that, that to, to get them to people to really, um, solve, really, truly solve the problem because we just don't do that mm-hmm. as a, in a medical community in general, right. they don't have enough time. Like, and right. doctors do not have enough time. Um, to, you can't figure this stuff out in a 10 minute conversation. You just no. can't. Mm-mm. you don't even figure it out sometimes in the first evaluation session oh, no. sometimes you it know? takes you know three four visits it takes time yeah. right and yeah. again as as you're getting to know them they're also getting to know you and figuring out okay can I trust this person yeah. with this information and yeah. um and so that's why it's it's always important to just have the right demeanor and and ask the right questions but also just show that you are willing and ready to help in any way yeah. that you can you know so I know like orthopedics is one of your loves and your other love mm-hmm. is pelvic floor. So what got you interested right. into, in the pelvic floor with yes. women, which if people don't know, cause a lot of times they're like pelvic floor, what, like, what, right. like you common things that happen are leaking, which is not common. Like that's like, like, that's not a, oh, that's just happens because you're getting older type situation. It's something that actually can be fixed to like prolapse and things like that, that we're told that that's what happens as you get older and there's nothing you really do from a holistic perspective. And it's just not true. So, um, so tell us a little bit about how you got interested in that area as well. Yes. Yes. So, um, last summer, actually, um, I was on my second clinical rotation, um, at an outpatient orthopedic clinic in Frisco and um, two of the therapists there were pelvic floor therapists. They also treated orthopedics and, and everything else, but they were certified to treat pelvic floor. Um, and my clinical instructor was not. Her passion was geriatrics and Parkinson's. And I have a special place in my heart for Parkinson's disease. I love treating with that population. Um, but I asked my clinical instructor at the time if it was possible for me to sit in on you know, an evaluation and just some follow-up sessions, um, with a pelvic floor patient, because I was curious, you know, in PT school, I had one lecture on the pelvic floor and we had a lab. Um, and funny enough, um, the guest lecturer, she asked us, um, you know, okay, where are y'all at in the curriculum? You know, have y'all seen each other with your shirts off yet? <laughs> all the, all the, all the things, right? Because in PT school, you get used to palpating each other's bodies and yeah. different body parts and stuff. Um, and this was early on in our curriculum. So we had not gotten to that part. Um, and so we told her that and she said, okay, so we're not going to do a public floor exam. And we all looked at each other wide-eyed, like, 
thank the Lord. I didn't even know that was an option. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, we focus a lot on, you know, diaphragmatic breathing because that's also very interconnected with your pelvic floor, um, which was great to learn about. But I remember in, in that lecture, just ruling out pelvic floor. I don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do that. I have to put my finger where now? Absolutely not. Um, so it's funny how, how things end up working out um, because my clinical instructor arranged for me to sit in. Um, and so I had, I got to see two evaluations. So I, I got to see one woman who was six weeks postpartum um, with her first baby. And she, um, she also had stress urinary incontinence incontinence um and she was a huge runner you know she was a marathon pacer you know loved working out she was a dietitian um very passionate about everything that she did um and really wanted to get back to running um and so I just loved it I I loved the evaluation and I loved the follow-up sessions um and just the education that went behind it I really learned that women don't know a lot about their bodies. Like nobody, nobody tells them these things. And especially, especially after, you know, having a baby, but even during pregnancy and stuff, there's just a lot of changes going on that women just aren't educated on and they don't know. Um, and so I just learned so much and I was just thinking, man, like, I wish more people knew about this. Absolutely. Yes. And, and then, um, the other evaluation that I got to see was, uh, a patient with dyspronia. So that is pain with sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I really admired the way that the therapist handled that conversation, because again, you can only imagine just that, that emotional component, right? Yeah. Because again, like you feel very, inadequate right and like you can't you can't love the your partner like the way that you want to love and vice versa because it it literally hurts and so then then the other person you know they don't want to hurt you so then it's just this whole mess outside of just the physicality part of thing it's this whole mental and emotional component too that you really have to be delicate with um and so I remember doing the exam um you know, the internal exam, she, you know, said yes to the internal exam. And the therapist said, now at any point, like, if it is too much, you let me know, we can stop, you're in control. And sure enough, um, it started to hurt. And the patient at the time said, you know, like, no, like, keep going, keep going. But there were tears, like actual tears in her eyes. Um, And so the therapist saw, and she was like, that's okay. Like, I don't need I have all the information I need just based on what I got already. Um, And so she handled that very well and basically took the time to say like, you know, you're not alone in this. Yeah. While this is unfortunately a common problem, just because it's, you know, common doesn't make it normal. Normal. And the thing is, is we have the tools that can help you, you know, you're not going to have to be like this forever. Um, and so again, taking that time to really just meet that patient where they were at in that emotional state, um, it was, it was very powerful. Um, and so seeing her with the follow-up, 
visit as well, I got to see a lot of progress. And unfortunately, my rotation ended before I got to see both of them discharge. Um, but just the progress that they had made um, and the interventions that were done, I I was just blown away, truly. Um, and so funny enough, um, at that point in time, I was choosing my last clinical rotation because my program does four. Um, and so I was going to do my final 12-week rotation. And I was I was between pelvic floor and pediatrics because I was also interested in pediatrics. Um, and so I was talking to my clinical instructor and, and um, you know, after just a lot of like thought and deliberation, um, I came to this, to the decision that I wanted to do pelvic floor. And so I did my 12 week rotation at Genesis PT and wellness, which specializes in pelvic floor. I mean, that's what they do. That's all they do. Um, and so it just, again, continued to fuel the the passion for it um but yeah absolutely love it it's great yeah when um <clears throat> we hired our first pelvic floor pt at our office I had to do a lot of just research and um to get all the marketing stuff and i literally googled um treatment options for like prolapse for like leaking and i was just mortified at the answers that they came up with. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a one like, size fits is, all. It is so bad. Um, mm -hmm. and how I would describe it to people. I mean, it would be like saying, um, you know, if I'm going to go throw, throw baseball, all I'm going to do is do bicep curls because I'm just going to pump that bicep curl. I'm a, right. pump it, I'm a pump it. but you need all these other muscles to work in coordination in right. order for it to, to work. You don't just do a bicep curl. Well, that's the, right. basically the same analogy is like, okay, just do Kegels or, or exactly because maybe you're too tight. Maybe you're like, it's, it's the coordination. Exactly. How everything works together. Um, exactly. and that's the important piece of it. So I was just like, golly, this is so bad. Um, and people mm -hmm. literally, cause I know I, and you know, I write about it in my book and, you know, as you get a certain age, the first thing that doctors will say is, oh, that's just what happens as you get older. And I'm, I literally like cringe every time. Like, no, no, this is not normal. Um, like so many things that we'd say is normal is not normal, um, at all. And this is a big one. Like it is right. something that is so mismanaged. So we're right. really excited to have you take over that, that whole area for us again. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. And again, something that I heard a lot at Genesis and that I learned is again, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Yep. You know, because a lot of women, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, for pregnancy, um, for instance, of just after delivering, unfortunately they have tearing, right. And just like yep. a lot of things go on after delivery. And so while that is common and, you know, because of it, you can experience, you know, leaking and prolapse yep. and all the problems just because it's common doesn't mean, Oh, okay. I'm just stuck like this because yep. it's common. So I guess we're all just going to have to wear, you know, <laughs> pads, pads for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so, yes, whenever I was at Genesis, um, you know, I mean, the founder herself had me take one of her courses. It's literally titled how to treat the public floor without Kegels. Um, <laughs> because her, your analogy is exactly what, what she was talking about. Um, and how it's not, the public floor isn't meant to work in isolation. It never does just like the rest of our muscles don't ever work in isolation, nope. <laughs> you know? 
Um, and so it's all about coordination with the breathing muscle, you know, the diaphragm, but then also your core muscles too, and just everything. Um, and so learning about that and also too with Kegels and seriously, they make it seem like a one size fits all, but honestly, <laughs> Kegels can be more harmful, harmful than, than yep. especially because, you know, depending on, on what they're coming in for, your pelvic floor muscles aren't always weak, you know, like <laughs> really they can actually be really tight and you are actually holding on for dear life. Your pelvic floor muscles are that they can't even relax. So then telling a woman to do Kegels on top of that is just going to exacerbate the symptoms. You know, yeah. it's not going to get any better. Um, and it can actually get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, and so, yeah, learning about that and just all the things it, it's so funny because you know in in research and unfortunately textbooks it's just slow to get with the times right yeah. and so even like as I was studying for my board exam and you know literally going over a pregnancy and whatever I kid you not the treatments are kegels and you know pelvic yeah. floor strengthening and and whatever and I, it's funny. I actually sent my clinical instructor a screenshot of one of my, one of my PowerPoints. Um, and she just said, yeah, it's not, it's not with the time, right. The, the research just hasn't caught up yet. Um, which is sad, but that's why thankfully pelvic floor therapy in general is getting a lot more awareness. Yes. Um, and people are definitely investing a lot more into this very underserved population, um, and trying to get that research going, um, which is really exciting. Yeah. So why, um, why our office? Yeah. Great question. So, um, something that I learned just the difference between, um, my outpatient orthopedic rotation and even Genesis PT and wellness was the cash-based component, right? Mm -hmm. And so, cause I had never, I had never known cash-based and what that looks like. Um, and so being there for 12 weeks, I learned about, um, kind of the ins and outs of that. And essentially the fact that in insurance-based companies, you're having to see two, three, maybe four patients in one hour or like at one time just to keep the doors open. Because unfortunately, the way that insurance works is they don't see the value of physical therapy for what it truly is. Nope. And so and so you don't get full reimbursement, um, which is a problem, right? And so because of that, therapy clinics are having to compensate, which is then just taking the quality of care and just diminishing it. And so unfortunately I saw in, you know, insurance-based clinics where physical therapists, one, were burned out, but two, you know, they weren't truly getting a good subjective from the patient because they kind of already knew what they were going to do in their head because they couldn't afford to change it since they also had three other patients at yep. the same time. So basically like your patients come in, they warm up on the bike. You say kind of like, Hey, how are you doing? You get like a one sentence subjective essentially. And then based off of that, still go with the plan that you came up with before. Yeah. Um, and another problem that I found too, is that the, 
the way that billing worked, not everything was reimbursed equally, right? So like neuromuscular re-education is worth more than manual therapy. Which makes you know, no and sense. Which makes no sense. And then like therapeutic exercise is worth more than manual therapy, you know, all the things. And so because of that, I was just running patients through exercises and, and which is not bad. Like it is helpful. I'm not doing any damage, but at the same time, they're not getting better faster. I'm slowing down the trajectory of their recovery because I'm not truly listening to them. And I'm not truly finding the source of the problem because I can't, I literally don't have the time to, um, which is it's unfortunate. Um, and so, you know, going to Genesis and seeing the the cash base side of things and the fact that you can actually, because of cash base and, and the value of PT, it's being recognized for what it is. You can spend the full hour with that patient one-on-one, just you and her or, or him, depending on what you're treating. Right. (laughs) Um, Um, but yeah, and you can take the time to talk to them, hear out their subjective. I remember, um, in, in our sessions, I mean, subjectives were taking like 15, maybe even 20 minutes, depending on what was going on. Because ultimately that's the most important part is that directs your treatment based on what, what's going on. Um, and it kind of gives you an idea of what you're going to assess, what you're going to look for and how you're going to proceed. Um, and so I remember my first week just kind of observing my clinical instructor and just thinking, this is different and I like it. Um, and so that's kind of how I, how I fell into that. So I knew that cash base was definitely just the best part of, of PT because I can actually help these people get better faster. Um, and then when it comes to empower the reason, so how I found out about y'all, um, I was actually talking to um, the director of that Genesis location at the time because I knew being a new graduate, I didn't want to just limit myself to pelvic floor. Um, I just went through a lot of schooling, learning the entire body um, and how it interconnects and everything. And so I didn't want to just zone in on one part of the body and just forget everything else that I had just learned. Um, so I knew that I wanted to do orthopedics and a pelvic floor component just to, again, like continue growing in my skills, um, and everything. And so I was talking to the director about that and she said, oh yeah, like I know some, some clinics. And so y'all, y'all came up, um, y'all were, I think the first one she mentioned. Um, and so that's when I started looking, um, online and looking at, at y'all's website. And then I found out that y'all were hiring. Um, and again, I, you know, I didn't just blindly go into the interview. I mean, I looked at y'all's, you know, um, website and kind of what, what y'all were about. And it was, it was very similar to how I felt, right. Just through my experience, um, and seeing both sides of insurance base and cash base. Um, and so I knew, okay, this is definitely top of my list of, of, um, places to apply. Um, and so from there, and I, I mean, I applied to Baylor too, and, and other like insurance-based places and I got, and I got job offers, but, um, 
I just knew I was like, no, not gonna it's, be the same. Not, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. And honestly, I might, I might be burned out in less than a year. I don't know, you know? Um, so that's definitely why, why I chose y'all. And then after meeting, meeting y'all, of course, I was like, okay, sounds great. <laughs> well, we're super excited that you're here and, um, and I mean, like, like I said, your, your goals and your alignment of how you want to treat is very similar to us. You're just going to fit right in and clients are going to, are going to see that because, um, you know, if you have the same kind of core values, then it's, it's going to come out. Everything always kind of works out. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited that you're here and I'm excited that we have pelvic floor and that you'll get a little bit of, a little bit of everything. And I think it's, um, honestly, a great direction to go into because there can be other issues that aren't pelvic floor related that you're going to know how to fix no matter what, or you didn't even realize that that might've been related. And that kind of is creating some issues down here. That's that yes. a pelvic floor that physical therapists wouldn't even look at because they only look at it from that way. Right. Yes. That's one thing too. I've found having both pelvic floor and orthopedics in my pocket Going to a pelvic floor rotation really just changed the way I saw orthopedics um, because I saw, again, just how interconnected the body everything is. was. Mm -hmm. Yes, everything's so interconnected. And before, when pelvic floor wasn't even something that I thought about, it wasn't even in my wheelhouse, I, looking back on some patients that I treated, again, I knowing what I know now, I kind of wonder like, oh, I wonder how their pelvic floor was. And yeah. I wonder if they carry all of their tension in their pelvic floor and how that's affecting their hips and that's affecting all of the lower chain and yeah. everything. Um, and so I've definitely seen the overlap because again, pelvic floor patients are orthopedic patients. Yes. Period. End yep. of story. It, it's, it's true. Um, and so again, just being able to look at a patient holistically it's I basically just added another you know tool in your toolbox yeah. you know um you, you hear that said all the time but it's true um and so I'm really just excited to be able to combine the two because they really are complementary yep. So. yep yeah we're excited so thank you so much we love hearing your story and I know you know patients love hearing stories because it just it just makes you more connected with people they, they can relate to you and just kind of see where you come from. So we love doing the, these kind of podcasts to introduce new people. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm excited. <laughs> Hello, my name is Victoria. I'm the client care specialist. I hope you enjoyed the information in this podcast. If you're looking for more information to figure out how to fix your knee pain, click on the link below for our knee pain ebook. And if you would like to talk to one of our specialists, click on the link below for a free discovery visit if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area.